The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round 2.5 recap of this week's WM Phoenix Open. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Hello, Greg. Hello, Rick. Good evening. We are almost halfway through uh, the the third round here. Um, and it looks like we kind of got ourselves back on track. It's a much better weather today, and we are likely to finish this thing tomorrow. We are likely to finish this thing tomorrow. Uh, we played a lot of golf on Saturday. There have been, there's a frost delay risk for Sunday morning. And Greg, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. There is a fairly popular sporting event that is going to be happening on Sunday evening. Uh, I guess there's no chance that golf goes super deep into that because the sun would go like they will they will run out of sunlight event what time is what time is the super bowl uh 6 30 typically okay six so it's two oh, yeah 30 eastern it's 6 30 eastern oh they could run they could run to halftime yeah uh, you, oh no you're not getting much past eight o'clock uh <laughs> in eastern with the with the golf that's going to be a full day sun will be setting uh like right now it's 8 18 so they Go to about eight fifteen, uh, which is about six fifteen out there. Yeah, you you'll run pretty deep into it. Yeah, because normally they would try to they would try to wrap like thirty minutes before kickoff would be great. right. Right, yeah. that's typically what they do. That's not going to be possible tomorrow because we are behind, and there is also a chance we get a delay. So we are we are going into the Super Bowl tomorrow. Yes, no question about it. Which is too bad for the Super Bowl because you know they put a lot of effort into these com- early right. commercials and right. uh, it, it's too bad. So maybe they they'll rearrange the advertising and put most of the uh, the good ads in the at the back end. Do Do you think there's a chance that the NFL delays the start of the Super Bowl so that they don't have to go up against the Phoenix Open? <laughs> <laughs> you know the it, it does typically. There's a lot of pregame stuff. And it can run a little late. So it's a, you know, it's, it is a little bit of a slow start, but it's just unfortunate. I mean, you've had hours of delays in this event. Even this morning, there was a little, uh, a, a little delay. So yeah, it's been, it's been tough. It's 
unfortunate, but uh, we are still fortunately setting up for a, a great finish tomorrow. Okay, so let's figure out what happened here on Saturday. We did complete round two. There was a cut made, and then round three started immediately. Uh, the final group, the guys in the lead, are on the seventh hole of their third round, so they will need to complete that plus another 18 holes on Sunday, and then a champion will be determined. So let's let's get this uh, caught up here, Greg. There are a couple of notable names that did not make the cut early on Saturday morning. Maybe the most noteworthy is Max Homa, who had a little bit of momentum at times, but could not get through the cut line. It ended up being uh, two under par. He shot a, a 69, which is two under. That moved him to even par for the tournament. It was a clean scorecard in round two, two birdies and 16 pars, but that is just, it, it was not good enough and a pretty surprising miscut out of Maxwell. Yeah, it is pretty surprising. He did get on the wrong side of the draw. Um, so, you know, as, as we cover the finish of round two, there weren't, there wasn't a lot of movement on the leaderboard. Really, you had uh, Spieth and Tagala making a move, but everybody else on this leaderboard was on the other side of the draw. Um, so to have a, a Max Holma on the wrong side of the draw, miss the cut is disappointing and too bad. But the one thing on Max Holma real quick, his ball striking has been um, not really up to snuff lately. And really for about eight months now, he's been hanging on and putting together, you know, really... Um, pretty strong finishes by way of short game and putting. And that's just not the recipe here at this golf course. So I was a little worried about Max coming in. I wasn't worried about a missed cut, but I think you combine the state of his game with the being on the wrong side of the draw. And this is the unfortunate result. I'm glad you mentioned the draw because it was a huge deal this week, obviously with a lot of the delays and, Weather stuff, the the morning and then after a.m. p.m. wave got just cooked. I, I mean, it was last check. It was two strokes more difficult. They had to play in all of the worst conditions. The guys who went p.m. a.m. got to play in the best conditions. And a lot of them did not even have to hit a golf shot uh, yesterday. Got a lot of rest. It, it, so those guys, th those guys did get did get the worst of it. Yeah, I, I think it was nearly a three-stroke difference between the two, 2.9 strokes, which is huge. Uh, I mean, even in the windiest of conditions, you, you don't see a, a three-shot difference between waves. So the the um, the bad wave got the rain, they got the cold, they got uh, probably a little disadvantage in the schedule as well. So yeah, it was it was too bad, but you do have a couple of stories coming out of that wave. Yes, one of them most impressive to me was Saeed Thagala, um, who was our leader through two rounds. That's right. So he played the entirety right of his second round this morning. Yes, and he shot a thirty-two going out, a thirty-two coming in, a sixty-four. That is seven. Under, I believe they said, uh, it, uh, don't quote me on this. I could look it up, but the second best round of the week when that, when that round was finished. So that vaulted him up to the 36 hole lead this morning. And then there was like 15 minutes before 
guys went out again, but that, that was definitely one of the most impressive rounds of the morning. Yes. Uh, so 65, 64 for him to start in the worst of the conditions. And he was really on point with his iron play, hit a lot of really nice iron shots in there. Um, was able to get a few inside of that, you know, five, six, seven foot range. And also hold a couple of really nice putts too. Made 114 feet of putts for the day. Uh, a couple of 20 footers to add in as bonuses on top of some of those really high quality iron shots. It was it was good stuff from Sahith. The other uh, big mover from the morning was Jordan Spieth, who Greg in his round two he made the turn at a uh, cumulative one over par. Mm, no, that's not right. He was, let's see. Two under. Two under. And then that ended up being the cut line. So, okay, right. So he makes back-to-back bogeys on eight and nine. He is on the cut line. And then he just goes nuts. And he plays his second nine in 30, which included an eagle on 17. He also made a 50-foot putt for birdie on 12. Uh, That momentum has not stopped. We will talk about his third round. But he has just injected himself into the top of this leaderboard. You think about the um, the 69 he shot in round one was really good in his side of the wave. But all of a sudden, a couple of sneaky bogeys, and we've had this from Jordan before, where he gets a contention after one round and has missed cuts. He's done this before. And all of a sudden, he's on the cut line at the turn. It's looking shaky, and he needed a spark. And all of a sudden, he's back in contention because of some of these really big Jordan Spieth like momentum shots. Um, it, it was a great iron shot. He hit into number 10, which is something that really has not been a strength of his this week. He, he's been driving it really well. His short game has been just silly good. I mean, spec, it's been spectacular, but his iron play has been a little less than. Uh, but the one on 10 really got it going and uh, allowed him to, I think, garner a little bit of momentum heading into the rest of that nine. I want to continue to talk about Jordan Spieth. I want to get us up to date with what the current status of the leaderboard is. I want to move us everybody in to round three. We are going to do that. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating 
workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for four our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Okay, Greg, I'm bringing us into present time up to date as of the end of play on Saturday, where everybody's at is in round three. Let's just continue with the Jordan Spieth conversation because he just finished up his front nine. So he has exactly 27 holes to play in this championship. And of course, he does it in Jordan Spieth fashion. Not only birdies on eight and nine, but that birdie on nine was a 30 two-foot birdie putt that he just rolled in. He is at 10 under par. He's three shots off the lead. And as we've talked about, there's plenty of golf to be played. Plenty of golf to be played. Um, And this nine holes in this round kind of went in a couple different directions. Early on, he missed a couple greens, was scrambling, uh, got it under par with a birdie at number three. Um, But really, it's some really nice short game shots at, at one and two. Uh, nice lag putt at three and, and then uh, makes a bogey at five. He missed the green long and was unable to get up and down, but he hit some quality shots into six and seven and then hits it to 11 feet at eight and makes it and then and finishes the day in Jordan Spieth style with the 32 footer at nine. And it just feels like there's some real momentum rolling his way. One of he's one of the guys that, probably doesn't want to go to sleep tonight, right? He he wanted to keep on playing because he ha- he's had it rolling for the last 18 holes um, with a, a 63 between the two of them, between the two nines. Mm, nice. I like that. Okay, well, uh, he's got 27 to go. There are five golfers currently double digits under par. So Spieth is solo fifth at 10 under. The man who leads the way is Nick Taylor. And this feels 
feels like an eternity ago, but he shot a 60 on Thursday. He followed that up with a 70 in round two, and he is currently one under. That is one birdie and five pars through six holes of his third round. Uh, the birdie that he made was also a long putt, Greg. It was not nearly as long as the one that he made to win the Canadian Open, but 48 feet certainly goes a long way to put a circle on the card. And he, as he goes to bed, uh, tonight, it will not be like an official third round lead or anything like that, but he has the solo lead with one sleep to go. Yeah, he's got uh, five feet, he'll have uh, five foot, about a six footer for par at number seven uh, to start the day tomorrow. Uh, I expect him to roll that in. But in, in this last group, he has been the best player so far in this third round. He, he's hit fairways and greens. He's made it look very simple. Um, I, I guess if anything, he, he's kind of left a few out there, right? He didn't take advantage of number three, uh, missed a, a pretty short putt there, um, which was four feet, eight inches. But other than that, it's been, it's been simple. It's been fairways. It's been greens, leaving themselves uh, opportunities. And he gets the one to fall at number five. Uh, and that's enough for the lead at, the, at this point. The man in the immediate rear view is Sahith Thagala, who we've spent a little bit of time on already, but he got off to a very rocky start in his third round. He made bogeys on both one and two. He clawed one back with a birdie on number four, and he's currently staring at a 38-foot birdie opportunity on number seven when he resumes play on Sunday morning. So he was... On a, you know, kind of unlike Jordan Speed, Speed just kept it rolling from the morning to the afternoon. Sahith uh, found some turbulence. Uh, kind of the way Nick Taylor did after shooting 60. Um, he turned around and had a little bit of a rough start in his second round, uh, second round to third round for Sahith Tagala. So um, laid way back at one. I mean, he was like 40 yards behind his competitors. And ends up with a chip shot in front of the green, leaves it like nine feet short and misses, uh, gets a little wayward at number two, but seems to have righted the ship. He gave himself a good look for birdie at three, which he probably should have made, hit a great shot into four, and hit some quality shots into five and six as well. So I feel like Sahith, it was a little bit of a shaky start. Starting with three fives is tough. But it seems like he's righted the ship and he kind of found that golf swing as well. Maybe you know, the way he hit those last couple of iron shots, I wouldn't be surprised if he was hoping to keep on playing as well. The other two who we have not mentioned who are double digits under par are both at 11 under. They're both tied for third. It's Doug Gim. Andrew Novak, uh, as Josh pointed out to us, Doug Gim has either been a top 20 machine or a missed cut machine. He's been very boomer bust. I don't know if you have laid eyes on Doug Gim this week. I've only seen a couple of his shots, but his swing looks different to me, Greg. And maybe, maybe something is, uh, has been, has been altered, but whatever it is, he is currently two under through seven holes of his third round. He's bogey free. He is going to have a seven and a half footer for par when he returns to action on Sunday morning. So that'll be a pretty big momentum putt to either stay at 11 under or drop a shot uh, immediately out of the gates. Yes. Um, he's hit some quality shots. I, I've seen a, a number of his swings and it looks like he's, he's got control of the golf ball. 
and you look at all these results that Josh has here on, on YouTube, it's a T13 at the farmers, uh, a T15 at the worldwide technology championship and, um, and, and a T17 at the Fortinet. And there's six missed cuts, uh, surrounding those events. But look, this is an event where Doug Gim's going to shine. This is team no putt, right? It, Doug Gim is absolutely getting a starting role on the team no putt team. So it, it's working out and the leaderboard, maybe with the exception of Nick Taylor, Sahith Thagala and, Jordan Speed, there are some exceptions, but you see a lot of these just pure ball strikers up here making their way to the top of the leaderboard, and Doug Gibbs, one of them. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it. And and Josh, why don't you just put the the betting odds up while we kind of talk through this? Because there are enough holes remaining, Greg, and also enough kind of bigger names lurking that I think this is interesting. You know, we, we, we talked about Jordan speed who's three shots off the lead. Uh, Justin Thomas is five back and he is currently playing the ninth hole. Scotty Scheffler is five back and he's currently playing the eighth hole. I mean, Sam Burns is down there. Matt Fitzpatrick might be too far back, but there, there's a lot of golf to be played. Uh, a lot of respect for Scotty Scheffler still five and a half to one. For him to win, he's not the favorite. Sahith is three to one. Nick Taylor is four to one. Jordan Spieth is five to one. Uh, if you want to go deeper than that, Doug Gim is 12. Cam Young and Justin Thomas are both 14 to one. Sam Burns is 20. And then Andrew Novak, who is just a couple shots off the lead, not getting much respect there at 22 to one. Yeah, I, Andrew Novak's been a little wild at times. Uh, hit some shots with a lot of curve on him. Uh, made some bogeys. So I understand the odds on him. Um, the JT odds are, are really long because he has given himself birdie opportunities on just about every hole and has not cashed in until number eight. He did make a nice birdie putt at number eight. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Justin Thomas come out tomorrow morning, get through number nine, and then he could go shoot 30 on that backside, uh, very easily because he's hitting the ball beautifully. Um, and, and can get himself right back into the mix of this tournament. Uh, you know, another guy that's um, in the mix here at eight under, I consider eight under very much in the mix within five, uh, is Kurt Kitayama. He's one under at the turn. Uh, we liked him at the start of the week. He's been playing really steady golf. Um, just one bogey for the week so far for him. And he's been giving himself a lot of looks as well. So I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be afraid to go as far as five shots back at the moment. Um, especially for the guys that have this whole back nine to play back nine has been gettable. Yes. And I think you could see a lot of turnover near the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. The there to me, I like two paths here. I like guy who doesn't win a lot or never, or hasn't won who's, who is, no, not, I mean, Kirk, Kirk Kitty won a signature event, but you know, someone like him who can get hot tomorrow, who is never going to be asked about being in the league. Like he's not going to have time, right? He, he's going to play right. nine holes in which there have been guys who played it in five or six under, and he's going to go straight back out there. He's never going to have to do like i I'm leading the tournament press conference. He's never got to deal with any of that. And then he gets hot for 27 holes and wins it. Like someone like that, I think is interesting or, um, or Jordan Spieth. Like, I, I, I just worry that Jordan, I don't worry that he ever runs out of magic. I just don't know if he ever has magic multiple days in a row. 
Yeah, I understand that. It's very different than Justin Thomas, right? Justin Thomas, you expect to give himself probably seven putts inside of 15 feet for birdie tomorrow. Um, well, in the last 18 holes, right? He's probably going to have 12 or 13 looks inside of 15 feet for the whole day tomorrow. That wouldn't surprise you. Scotty Scheffler, the exact same. Jordan Spieth, I don't know. I mean, he could have he could have four in the whole day tomorrow. He could have one. And so he ha- he's just he hasn't been hitting the ball quite as well. He's been leaning on short game more than the other guys on the top of this leaderboard. And as good as his short game is, makes you worry a little bit. But there's momentum. And he is a very good iron player. So I'm not afraid of Spieth. And I'm not afraid of Thigala either. I think Thigala is probably... If I'm not looking at the odds board and I'm just picking the guy who I think is going to win, I think it's Sahith Thigala. I'm trying to find a, I'm trying to find a case for Sam Burns because um, I was tracking him today and he was he was hitting every single approach to 15 feet and he was just not making any of them. But uh, I think it's wide open, dude. I, I think I think there. I mean, there's a lot of guys who have to play the back who are going to get to play the back nine twice, and you could easily like. There's someone who's going to play the who's going to play the back nine like ten under tomorrow. It's very possible, and I don't know if, what they're going to do the rest of the holes. But that's going to happen. It's a really good point. And 10 under brings a lot of guys into play. Everybody. Right. Anybody, anybody who has the whole back nine to play. Right. Right. Who gets to play that whole thing twice. Like Harris English making a move today. Um, he's only going to get to play the back nine once tomorrow. Right. Because he started on 10. Yeah. It's kind of the problem. And it's, it's weird. I mean, you, uh, the, the difference is only, only a half a stroke between the front and the back, but the way that the back nine is constructed is that you can get on, you can go deep in both ways. So it makes like the averages, I don't think even tell the whole story. You could make, you could make three Eagles on the back nine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you could make a couple on the front too, but you, you just don't have the same. You got 123 yard par three at 16, which we saw a lot of today. And if I'm, if I have this back nine to play, I go back and watch some of this coverage, watch 16, and you can make, you can learn a lot. Seven, there was a very similar pattern. Seven yards pass and rip it back. Seven yards pass, rip it back. And you got to make sure if you're, if you're putting, like if you get it right online, that putt has a lot of break. Yeah. And you got to make sure you play. It's true. You, it is, it is really never or very rarely can, can you get a break and go watch tape like that? Yeah. (laughs) Especially on a hole where ever most guys are playing from the same spots. And if you watch the tape, you're going to see 16 the entire time. You'll see everybody play 16. (laughs) <laughs> right every every shot live on 16 today right you had featured whole coverage uh the broadcast so you go back and watch that and you can figure out because that's a it's a 123 yard hole that a lot of guys didn't take advantage of because there's you know everybody made the same mistake right that's and all these guys can figure that out if they 
if they do that or if a friend at dinner tonight says, hey, when you get to 16 with that whole location, you got to play a lot of break. Watch the tape. Watch the tape. Okay, well, here's what's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of golf played on Sunday, hopefully. Hopefully a lot of golf is played on Sunday. Hopefully we do not get a long frost delay and then uh, something – God forbid we go into Monday. It's going to be bad enough that we're going to go into the Super Bowl. So let's just let's just hope, Greg, that we get a nice, clean uh, round and a half of golf and crown a champion. Yes, whatever it takes, whether it's win. I don't know what it takes to keep Frost away, but I'm praying for that tonight. What does what does keep Frost away? I I don't warm well, weather. <laughs> temperature, yeah, warm weather. But I did hear. Dan Hicks from one of the earlier days say, you know, if there there is a chance of frost tomorrow, if if the wind doesn't blow. So I don't know if wind has something to do with frost, but I would love to figure it out so I can predict if there's going to be frost on my car in the morning as well, because that's always that's always a pain when you can't see out of the windshield. Yeah, I wonder if it's like, okay, so water. Yeah, frost. Here we go. Two ways. Uh, what does it say? De- deposition or freezing? So the way that I thought about it is that, okay, so you know there's gonna be there's gonna be dew. Dew then turns to frost because temperatures are too cold. But if there's wind, maybe wind takes those dew droplets and disperses them like they can't stick to the ground and freeze. Right, right. That's got to be it. Or dries them up or something. Oh, or dries them up. Yes. And now they are not droplets to freeze. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we figured it out. Good job, Mr. Science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got it done. That was helpful, Josh. Nice work back there. All right. Big thanks, producer Josh. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. We will see you Sunday night, no matter what happens. And uh, we will hopefully have a champion by then. You can follow Greg on Twitter at the real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.